I am Reverend Susie Knedlake, and I want to talk to you about praying during times of transition. When I say the word transition, what do you think of? I'm sure many of you immediately thought about the transition that our United Methodist Church is going through right now. That certainly comes up in my thoughts a lot lately, but I know there are other transitions that many of us are going through or have been through. My husband Larry died two and a half years ago. He was sick with a rare cancer for about two years, and the prognosis at the time of his diagnosis was that he probably would not live long after that diagnosis. The oncologist said she would try one round of chemotherapy, but if that was not helpful, there was nothing else she could do. Almost two years later, he was still with us, but it was not easy. If you have been the caregiver for someone with cancer, you know what I mean. Once we got on hospice, I had a lot to do. The tech came three days a week, but on the other four I had to get him pulled up in the bed in the morning and often several times after that. And if you knew him, you knew he was a big guy. I had to give him a bath first thing each morning, get him changed, which was often several times a day, get him whatever he wanted to eat, which often required a trip out somewhere, make sure he got his meds on time, change and wash his linens and clothes, handle scheduling visits and probably a few other things I can't think of right now. Did you notice I didn't say pray? I thought there wasn't time, and I really didn't know what to pray. Should I pray for him to suddenly get well? That didn't make sense, since his cancer could not be fixed, if that is the right term. Should I pray for extra help that I couldn't afford? That didn't make much sense either. Should I pray that God just takes him quickly so he wouldn't suffer any longer? None of that made much sense. Some mornings I would just pray, Lord, get me through this day. And somehow I did. But then I remembered what I used to pray when I was serving a church and had to go visit people in the hospital, some of whom were terminal. And I always told them that this is what I was going to be praying. My prayer was that whatever the future brought, that their faith would sustain them and be visible in the lives of those around them. I could not predict or cause God to shift the future into whatever they hoped might happen, but I could pray for their strength and courage during this time. If you are going to pray through anything like I did, Perhaps you can find that prayer helpful. But I want to talk about what the United Methodist Church and those who have disaffiliated are going through right now. You notice I mentioned both sides of the issue. The first thing I want to say is that as many things as we find ourselves going through right now, members of the church that have disaffiliated are also going through. Some have left the church building that they grew up in. Perhaps there's a church window or other thing that was named after one of their ancestors still there. They now have no building to call their church. 
They're meeting with friends in someone else's building. But there are others who are glad they have left. They have claimed that building. They are saying unkind and sometimes not true things about those who want to remain United Methodist. You may think they're the kind of people you don't want to pray for. For sure, you're thinking. Maybe even a few names are going through your mind right now. But think about the prayer I prayed for Larry and others going through transitions in their lives. And think about those united and not united Methodists going through transitions right now. The prayer is that in whatever lies ahead for them, that they would have the faith and grace to use it to witness to those around them and that what they do would show to others. I pray that whatever others see in their way of living through that transition would enable those that witness it to go from that experience and use it to help them do a better job of witnessing to whoever God puts in their lives. It would be a win-win situation. This is not to say that by doing this, suddenly all the bad feelings we have through all this will go away and everything will suddenly feel better or be better. I wish it would, but that's not what is important. What's important is how we allow what we are going through to strengthen us on our journey of faith and to put the rest in God's hands. What's important is how we are able to stand up for what we believe without putting others down. What's important is how we are able to use this experience to witness to others because of what we have been through, not despite it. Let me tell you a story. I have a friend who is a pastor who is staying United Methodist. That friend served one church for a pretty significant time that disaffiliated. My friend was hurt and angry when this happened and really had a hard time. I understand that because several churches that I served have also disaffiliated, and I carried some anger and maybe responsibility for that happening. Had I not explained well enough what it meant to be a United Methodist that would keep them from wanting to leave? Well, one day my friend was going to a meeting and happened to be very close to that church on his way to the meeting and decided just to stop in and look at the building one more time. As it turned out, several people he knew were there, and they were welcoming and glad to see him. And they said, so glad you're here because we have some things for you that we think might be important to you and you would like to have. They gave him several things he had given that church, some that said United Methodist right on them, but others that he had just given as memorials for members of his family that had died. He was so touched and now treasures those things, but even more his memories of that church. My guess is that he's going to be a better person and pastor because of that experience as well as a better witness for his faith. And in the midst of this, that's what's really important.
When we pray for others instead of ourselves, it makes us better people. As I prayed for Larry and his faith in the wee hours of the morning before I had to get up, I began to notice his faith at work. People would come to visit and say, how you doing, Larry? And he would say, not bad for someone who's dying, and laugh and would open the door for conversations that gave his faith a place to bloom. And isn't that what this is really all about? Amen.